Zach and Catherine met when they were in youth group. He was awkward. She was not into him. Zach later became the one who got away. As of this recording, they've been married for eight years and have five children together. I'm Tim Smith, and this is the Real Dating Wisdom Podcast, where I interview married Christian couples about their time before marriage in order to give you real wisdom from real stories of Christian dating done right. So, without further ado, here's the story of Zach and Catherine. My name is Zach. My name is Catherine. I'm 31 years old, a certified public accountant. I'm 31, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. We have five children, um, ages four and under. Well, we got married eight years ago almost eight years ago and we dated for four years was that right yeah some I, four or three i can't remember now actually three or four years so that's how long ago it was so um i think in in our circles like there were apps but i don't remember the apps really being a thing when we were dating that was something like you hear about like people in the cities would like use these apps and like, how weird is that? But, but it wasn't like normal, you know, you, there, there were apps like, you know, match.com and like those type, but a lot of the, the newer ones were not a thing at all. So most of the people we knew who were dating met like in person, I think through church through or church. through college ministry or, bars or whatever and yeah and we were both at that time like really firmly kind of in a evangelical christian subculture so it was yeah it was a lot of you know mutual friends you know people through college ministry church a lot of our friends married each other (laughs) that's very true so yeah Were, were you a part of a large church it was yeah yeah, i would say well it was a mid-sized church there was um, like 500 or so weekly attenders. Um, and then we were in a college town and there were, it was a smaller state university with about 12,000 students on campus. So did a lot of the students like in the same friend group, did people date each other? I think that was pretty common. Yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of, um, like students that would come to church together or like in the same group would come together like might end up dating or like that were maybe in in uh you know just like college ministry together would maybe end up dating so yeah seems like there's in circles that i'm part of there's almost like a stigma like you don't date your immediate friend group because if you did and something went wrong (laughs) then you'd break up the friend group yeah yeah we found out (laughs) we found that out for ourselves (laughs) so that did happen at the time and people still went for it yeah yeah for sure for sure because i mean you know (laughs) you're young and you want to try it i guess (laughs) i don't know how did your parents raise you to view dating i don't know that dating really came up a lot uh with my parents I, I knew there was a rule where I couldn't date until I was 16, but then I also, you know, wasn't 
super interested in like having a girlfriend because I guess I'm what you would call an old soul, which is a, just a nice way to say kind of a weird kid. Um, and it was <laughs> something that I always imagined myself. Oh, I need to be a lot older. I need to be a lot more mature before I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so really like when I was still living at home, I just wasn't super interested um, in having a girlfriend. Uh, I was just mostly uh, interested in playing video games. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't even think in my family there was like an explicit rule of like, okay, you have to be this old to date. There were really ambiguous guidelines. <laughs> um, I'm the youngest of three girls, so my older sisters dated before I did. And so then just they kind of paved the way and it was kind of like, okay, just behave yourself kind of thing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so there was also just, I mean, by the time it got to me as is normal with like the youngest, that it's like, no, just, you know, don't screw it up. (laughs) You'll be fine. (laughs) Before you guys met, what was your experience with dating like? Well, we met when we were like in eighth grade. Well, seventh no, grade. No, we, we met in like sixth grade. Okay, well, whatever. Sixth grade. We, I, had, I had a really big crush on her. <laughs> we can get into that <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us. Well, he, you, you said I, you hadn't dated. I hadn't dated um, any girl until we started dating. Right. And I had dated like not seriously, but a couple of different people, um, before, and it was never like much more than a couple of months. And yeah, so, and I kind of, (laughs) we can get into more of the story, but I had like, I always kind of like thought of him when I was like, why did I say why did I send him away? <laughs> I was the one that got away. He was the one that got away. <laughs> and so. I wear a demeanor made of bright, pretty things. What she wears, what she wears, what she wears. Birds singing on my shoulder and harmony it seems. How they sing, how they sing, how they sing. Give me nights of solitude, red wine just a glass or two. So we met in a youth group and so we were in, yeah, it was sixth grade when we met, but I don't think we really interacted until we were in seventh grade. Do you remember when we met? Like, was there like a... It was August 17th. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I remember there was, um, our church did a lot of like youth group trips and Mm -hmm. there was a trip to... uh, so this would have been in, was it in 2006 with, it was after Hurricane Katrina and it was, it was like it was eight, it was like 
yeah, it was like eight months after Hurricane Katrina hit. Um, yes, yeah, so it was the following summer. Um, our church went down to uh, Coving- spring break. Was yeah. it spring break? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever it was. Sorry. Covington, Louisiana. Um, and to do, you know, just to, there was a church down there that was, you know, needed a lot of volunteers. And so we went in and mucked out some houses and things like that. And I just, but also involved in that was just as youth group trips, at least were back then. I don't know how they are now, but way too much time in a 15 passenger van <laughs> than is good for anyone. <laughs> yes. And I just remember that whole trip thinking <laughs> she was just really cute and I was very infatuated. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's so funny because right before that trip, yeah, this is totally like, <laughs> I accidentally cut my bangs super short. <laughs> I was super subconscious about it the whole time. Anyway, details. What, so what I did you think of bangs. him? Initially. I had a giant crush on his good friend and I'd had a crush on his good friend for like years. And that was the trip that he, his, his friend finally talked to me and I was like, Oh my goodness. He talked to me. And then I was kind of, I, I don't know. I knew that Zach kind of liked me cause dropped some subtle hints, namely in the form of he passed me a note. That had a pickup okay, line on, on it. Hold on, back up. <laughs> so this was at least in our like friend group at the time. Pickup lines like it was just like it was the same as like a your mama joke. It was just a style of joke, and the purpose of the pickup line was just to find the cheesiest one you could find, and then it's just like you're telling a joke. So there was all these like pickup lines going around. Um, <laughs> And so, but however, I did, I did, uh, pass her a note that had a pickup line on it. And you remember what it said? Yeah. I, I, rem you, I remember what it said. It. I still have it somewhere. It, it um, said, if I had a nickel for every girl as pretty as you, I would have one nickel. And I folded up in the paper a nickel and gave it to her. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember her reaction was like, uh what and i was like it's wait I, I forget what happened after that i was so I, nervous i was so confused of what i was supposed to do and i was just kind of like i don't want to look at him i don't know what to say and then i think you said something like i gave you a note and you didn't even say anything and i was just <laughs> like i don't know what to say but um and then because yeah. the, the rationale behind that was like, I want to tell this girl that I like her, but also if she doesn't feel the same way, I just want to pretend it was a joke. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if you were being serious. Because I was so. I was just being very insecure. Yeah. You didn't well, pass yeah. any other girls. A no, line. no. She was the only girl I passed in, <laughs> that I remember. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I still have it, and I kept it all this time. So And then time went on, mm -hmm. and uh, I I was crushing on her so hard. It was so bad. <laughs> but I And I wanted to talk to her more and get to know her more, but every time I was around her, I was 
I would just get really nervous and I couldn't think of anything to say. And then, so I hatched, and this was like in like seventh or eighth grade, I hatched the plan. I had the, uh, the bright strategy of, well, okay, I can think of things to talk to her about when I'm not around her, but I can't. So what I just have to do is follow her around until I think of something to talk about. I have a vivid memory of being with a couple of my friends and I like saw you and I knew he would just, when he saw me, he would just like come to follow me. And I was like, quick, we have to get away. It's so <laughs> because I didn't it's know so what, bad. I didn't know what to say. And I was so, yeah, I was like, I don't, what this guy following me around this is so awkward because he didn't say anything it was very it was so cringe strange but so bad it's okay so i wasn't really into as him bad at as all. you think it is it was that bad or worse <laughs> so yeah i was not into that at all and i chased him away like later at, on in the summer i think one, i i said she pulled me aside at one point and said hey just so you know like i only think of you as a friend just so we're clear and I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's all I thought we are. We're just, you know, we're just friends, you know, it's fine. That's what it is. That's what I think too. That's what I've thought this whole time. Uh -huh. Then I went home and cried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he awkwardly, well, I mean, it's, it is like, okay, what do you say after that? But like, we, I don't think we talked to each other like, much at all for the next couple of years because that was that was freshman year and then senior year we did start talking again but like those two years in between was like he he was and like, it was kind of like yeah okay i still think she's That's cute funny. but she's not interested in me so i'm just gonna focus on and it wasn't even i wasn't seriously even interested in any other girls it was just i'm gonna just do my thing and you know that's fine. Yeah. And I wasn't really like seriously interested in anybody else. I mean, it's high school. So it was like, well, no, I had a crush on his, his good friend, but mm -hmm. then a lot of people had a crush on him. Uh, yeah, they did anyway, but that didn't go anywhere anyway. And I didn't, I didn't date anybody in high school either. So that probably did good. <laughs> so shortly after we graduated high school, we were in no. what that was before we graduated oh so well, why don't you tell it okay so our senior year i we had a mutual friend that i was talking to her about and she was like she was like a mentor to me um and i was talking to her about like oh you know prom's coming up and i really want to go but i don't have anyone to go with and I don't know if that's weird or whatever. And so I just, you know, kind of mentioned it. And well, she mentioned it another time to Zach in a different context and um, basically found out that he wanted to ask me to go or that he would like to ask me to go to prom with him. So she had this elaborate plan, <laughs> this, this mutual friend we had, she had this elaborate plan where she actually had me and another guy having like, it was just like a goofy thing. It was like me and this other guy and, and this friend of ours, like she did like some sort of contest 
for like, oh, who's going to get to ask Catherine to prom? And it was, she was really sneaky about it. Cause she, then she was very, cause sneaky. she didn't even care about like this other person. Cause she was just like, I want Zach is such a good fit for Catherine. Mm -hmm. So I want him to, to win. And so she like stacked it. So I won. Yeah. what was the contest i don't remember it was probably something stupid it no was... she wasn't even there for that no but i i think i saw some of the things because it was like you had to write me a love song or something or a poem or something oh yeah and then you had to oh i can't remember what the rest of it was but it was like all these little like silly things but yeah and she, and like this friend she played it off like oh we're just goofing around but then that's when like the thought she like inception planted the thought in my head of like, oh, I totally could just like ask her out to prom because that thought had not even crossed my mind. So, yeah. So then the opportunity came and he asked me and I said, yeah, let's go. I mean, you know, in the awkward way that people say, yeah, let's go to prom together. <laughs> but anyway, so. So by this point, you guys were in the same friend group again mm -hmm. well we had kind of stayed in the same friend group and we would see each other like just with friends but just hadn't talked for until this and so then after that we were also on like worship we did worship team stuff together yeah so we had done that together for <laughs> pretty much all of high school but didn't talk to each other <laughs> so yeah um and then yeah so he took me to prom um, we also had where we lived at the time in, um, Northern Michigan, we had a seasonal job. Both of us worked at a asparagus farm. And so we picked asparagus and that was like, you know, hours and hours every day for like weeks out of the, you know, spring, summer that we would get to see each other, like maybe by across be, the field. By being near each other, but not. <laughs> talking to each other <laughs> and, um so yeah so there was some like you know brief interaction there too so um yeah and then yeah we so went to prom. so after so we went to prom and then like following in the weeks after prom we were just kind of in talks and we're hanging out mm -hmm. we did a couple bike rides yeah <laughs> you did not like that <laughs> I was really into it, was and he super was into not. biking, and I <laughs> Wait, was not. Before we go there, how was prom? Was it awkward? It was awkward. Prom is awkward. Prom just is awkward. It was, it was sweet though because after the fact, um, and I had we met at a friend's house, and like so he had snuck in like a note and some flowers into my friend's car for me. And it was like, hey, I can't remember what it said. It was like, hey, I you don't really remember what it said. I have it still. I, I still have it somewhere. I don't remember what it says. But, um, it's um, yeah, it was just like a note to say, hey, I really like you. And I'm just really excited to have gotten to go to prom with you. So I was, you know, like, oh, my goodness, what? <laughs> you know, being like. 17 whatever the kids these Just, days say you were catching feelings i guess so that... catching feels is that what they say i don't know yeah caught the feels caught the feels. caught the feels i wasn't really all the way like 
You're starting to though. I was starting to. Yeah. But I wasn't really all the way because I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. There was a lot of family drama going on in my family. And so there was just a lot of things that I think kind of came together at a head and made it made it like just a really hard I don't know, really hard time to like start dating somebody. But yeah, so we talked and, and we that, kept talking. Yeah. And that was a stage we there was a few times where we did the thing where it's like you like call each other on the phone and then we're talking on the phone for like three hours. Mm -hmm. Like Yeah. Yeah. We did that a couple times. I think. And I don't even know like what we talked about. We just kind of just talked. Just talked. And it was really just like low pressure, really nice. So and I will wait, I will wait for you. And I will wait, I will wait for you. So you when you met, you were attracted to her initially. Yes. You were just not having it. I was really not not interested. <laughs> like not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it I mean, it is funny because thinking back then like I don't know. I don't even well, know. I was I can tell. I I know why. Okay. Cuz I was being super needy, super meebly, just like being like a weirdo and I didn't have a and and the other thing is I was in my head I was all wrapped up in I I really want her to like me. I really want her to like me. Um where I couldn't even be myself around her because mm -hmm. I was so caught up in what does she think about me doing this? What does she think about me doing this other thing, you know? So, and really I mean, I think you know, you, you tell me what you think. I think a lot of what, you know, built that attraction was the not just the distance and like not talking, but I was just kind of focusing on like my own thing for for a while. Yeah, that was exactly it. Cause I think you were so focused on you were so focused on me that I was just kind of not sure what to do. And then I kind of felt the same way, like I didn't know what like how I should act either. Um and made me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh so yeah, but then yeah, once he started to kind of yeah, I there was a point where I noticed he just kind of ignored me, just like you know, um, and and so okay, so this was actually because he took me to prom, and then we were hanging out and we were talking, um, but I had actually started to like another guy um, at the same time. And, and part of it is like with just a lot of different things going on, like in your life, then mm -hmm. you just were really mixed up yeah. in terms of. Yeah. My parents were getting a divorce and there was just a lot of stuff happening. So it was like super, just all of the things happening at the same time. And it was good to not have dated anybody, but I wasn't sure how to go forward with so yeah with with him because I was just like I don't know I think I may be like this other guy so I told Zach I said I'm not sure I'm not sure how to 
like move forward because I really, I'm, I'm just not sure. I don't, I don't know if I really like you in that way. And then I was going back and forth cause, cause on the inside I was, I was mad to hear that. Um, but then I also knew that just like, I couldn't blame her for that cause there's just, there's just a lot going on <laughs> and it's like whenever I took a step back I was, it was just kind of like oh well this sucks but okay I'm gonna move on with my life describe to me the time period between prom and then when you guys became official okay well go, I'll, you go I'll tell you, you what I ahead. was doing so so okay so we went to prom and then like I said I kind of had started to like this other guy and I told him and then we kind of stopped talking again and um and I I had started going to school um at the university there and um so I was kind of just really focused on that and um I was trying to make a lot of new friends and just meet people as one does when they start college and so um I think it was a couple of years uh, until I had I actually started dating someone else, and that only lasted a couple of months. But when I when I was in the middle of that, and kind of after that ended, then I remember thinking, I wonder like what what would have happened if like Zach and I had actually dated. Like I wonder, and like we were still part of the same church um we were still seeing each other pretty often we were both on the like worship team at our church and so you know I saw him all the time and I kind of just was like huh, I wonder you know and it was it was a lot less stressful to me that he didn't really pay any attention to me <laughs> it was like such a relief and um so then yeah so after I had broken up with um, that person, then I think it was a few months and I had, I had just been, you know, seeing Zach more because we were doing worship team pretty, pretty often together. And I think I made a comment to him. I made a comment to you like one time at practice. And I was just like, I really like how you play drums. (laughs) You do such a good job. (laughs) And, um, then we just kind of started talking some more. And from there, that um, kind of got me thinking like, oh, maybe I do, like, maybe I am interested in, in him. Maybe I really am. And and he had changed a lot. Like, I kind of didn't really know what had this happened was, to him. This was probably, was this like, this was like two or three years This later. was like two or three years after, after prom. And so, um, yeah, so then, um, I texted, or did I text you or call you? I can't remember. I was like, hey, you want to get coffee? And so. So, okay, let's back up. So, <laughs> so, so after prom, there was kind of that part of that summer we were, you know, not official, but we're like, kind of liked each other. And then no. And then we both started school. We were going to the same college. We were still living in the same uh, town that we were both from. We we're still going to the same church, but we did kind of have different friend groups after that mm-hmm. because we were in different like uh, campus ministries. 
Mm-hmm. So we would still see each other around, but we weren't like in the same friend group anymore. Yeah. Just not, at least not regularly. Um, and then we started seeing each other a lot more when there was a, I think it was when the, the whole like worship team schedule got like rearranged and like mm-hmm. redone. And so just the way it fell, we were just seeing each other. I think it was twice we were, a month. We were always on the same, the same team. Same Sunday. Um, we were always on the same Sunday, the same team. So that. And it was like twice a month. Yeah. Plus we were doing practices during the week. Right. Um, and so then we were just kind of not really talking, but just being around each other more. And at one point, the the worship leader, you know, he was he was a, a mentor to me at the time, well, to both of us really. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> we're like cleaning up or something, and you know, Catherine is goes to the other side of the sanctuary to put something away, and he just kind of looks at me and he's like, like, man, that's a sharp girl. Like that's the type of girl you should go after, Zach. And he didn't know any of like that we had liked mm-hmm. each other before or anything like that. And then I'm like, oh well, kind of tried that once, and he was like. I forget what he said. He didn't really say much. He was just kind of like, oh. And then, but that got me thinking again of like, well, yeah, I do still really like her. And then she. So, yeah. So then I was, um, well, that was happening, you know, just like during, during all that. Then I had texted him one day because I somehow had your number. (laughs) I don't even remember how I got your number, but I had your number and I, I texted you. And I said, hey, do you want to get coffee? And I was like, I was, I remember talking to a couple of my friends and I was just like, I don't know. I think I kind of like Zach. Like, what is that so crazy? Is that weird? Like, you know, both of us, like, you know, a couple different friends. And they were just like, what? That's, and I talked to a couple of his friends that were also my friends. I talked to Scotty and Adam Mm -hmm. and they were like, yeah go for it <laughs> so so yeah so i uh so yeah so we met for coffee and and we met we meet for coffee and she sits down and she's like kind of like giggly embarrassed and she takes something out of her pocket she puts it on the table slides it towards me it's a piece of paper folded up and i recognized it immediately i open it up and you know what it is it's the nickel. It's the nickel. <laughs> it's the note with the nickel. It was the nickel. She had kept it for like, how long was it at that point? It was probably like five years at that point. <laughs> she kept, She keeps everything. She keep, She still has all of that stuff. Yeah. It's special. She just keeps everything. First, I don't know. I had some feeling like I should keep this. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> so then she would. So then I, I'm sure at that point, I just like have this big smile on my face. Oh, you did. And. You know, so then we, uh, I think that was when we just started. Yeah, we just were like, okay, we're dating now. <laughs> and then we were really awkward about that too, but. And I remember we, we like went, was it the same day? We like went for a little walk and we held hands and it was just like electricity. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Oh. And then my hand got really sweaty. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I remember.
right, so you're dating now. What were your interactions like at this point between, you know, each other? We would text a lot. Mm-hmm. We texted a lot. Um, we'd meet for coffee. We would see each other between classes. Yeah, we would try to meet each other. Like, I would text him and say, hey, I have a break between classes. Do you want to grab some coffee? Or I'll be in this building. Do you want to stop by or whatever? So a lot of it was that just like as much as we could see each other in person, we would try to make that happen. And um, so, you know, so, yeah, we were we were both full time students. Um, we were both working. So just between schedules and things, we were still doing like worship team practices and everything. So we would have at least a couple of times um, that we would see each other pretty regularly. And, and we would just like hang out after like we if we were yeah at worship team we would just hang out afterward for a while yeah like every time yeah yeah so it was just a lot of and i don't even remember most of what we talked about like we probably talked about a lot of my family drama (laughs) which was still happening um but it was really really like for me to be able to like process some of that was just really helpful with you know someone that like i trusted like i trusted his judgment i knew like he loved the lord and um he yeah just was really wise and so i really trusted his like input and i wanted to like share all of that with him and then i would tell her about all the conspiracy theories that we need yes. to be afraid oh, of yes. that I learned from YouTube conspiracy theories and she would say I'm really interested in what you're saying but also I'm just really sleepy right now. <laughs> <laughs> like every time <laughs> like every that single and time. that and talking about theology <laughs> it's like she would have you know she's a she's a smart person but also Thank you. <laughs> sometimes there's just like a limit of like okay after the after the 25th minute of going on about whatever she's like can we either change the subject or be done (laughs) (laughs) yes so what were your interests at the time did you have the same interests or were they very different from one another i think we were we were pretty different um yeah i agree because like i was i was going to school for nursing and um a lot of just what was in my mind was in that realm but then I was also working two or three different jobs at the same time and so and then I was I was involved in a lot of different like college ministries and just different things there so I had a lot of commitments so I think I just wanted to fill all of my time that I possibly could with just being busy and um that just yeah was kind of where I was at I was kind of just doing the, <laughs> I'd always been a, like a smart kid in school, which means I never learned how to study because I didn't have to. And then uh, with most of college was that way for me. So I would just kind of do the bare minimum. I'd get like an A or a B plus and with very low effort. And then I'd just kind of go home and, you know, watch uh watch movies and TV and play video games. 
when I got into my my higher level coursework um, in my accounting program, it was actually hard enough where I had to study or else I wouldn't pass. <laughs> and so I was able to learn. Thankfully, I learned that pretty early um, when I got into those classes. But so just between doing schoolwork and hanging out with Catherine and uh, being on the worship team, I don't think I had a ton of other extracurriculars. I still, I was kind of lazy, honestly. <laughs> I assume you guys had close friends at the time. Yeah, we had we had a couple of pretty good, like close mutual friends. Most of your friends were not mutual, would you say? I think it was becoming more and more that way as time went on. It was kind of... Yeah, like from from like in high school and then, you know, to college at that point, it was a lot of our friends were either really busy with their own programs that they were working on or they had moved away to go to school somewhere else. Um, And so a lot of our like original friends that had been there um, at the beginning were not anymore. And so like all of the people that I was interacting were in my classes or my work um, or at church. At church was, you know, more the mutual friendships and stuff there, but. I I didn't really have a ton of friends. Um, I'm very much an introvert. I'm content if I have like two friends <laughs> and she was one of them basically. <laughs> um, and so I was going to school still and I I was very much a commuter and had the commuter mentality of I'm going to show up you know do my thing not I'm not here to interact with my classmates or anything I just want to get out went with I want to spend the least amount of time possible on campus um, and go just do other things so I didn't really develop a lot of friendships there. Um, and I just had a, a couple friends I was close with. Uh, a lot of married couples will say, my wife, my husband is like my best friend. Did you guys have a best friend at the time? And were your interactions with each other the same way that you had your conversations, interactions with your best friend? <laughs> For me, no, not at all. Because <laughs> my best friend and I, at back then, 95% of our interaction with my best friend was just stupid crap. <laughs> just being super retarded. And then the other 5% was like really deep stuff. Like really deep soul stuff. Um, and so, but it was just a completely different the nature of the relationship is completely different. It's just a different category to me. I think even back then it was a different category. The sort of things I would talk about with my best friend at the time, it, it's not that it was like, oh, I won't talk to Zach about this, but, it, or, or I will, or, you know, it, it was, it was very much like, I don't know. It was pretty similar, like how I would interact in terms of like what we would talk about. But then, like he said, yeah, it's it was different because, like, I really liked him. So that just naturally kind of adds a different 
aspect to it. It's a little cringe when people are like, oh, my wife's my best friend, you know, because it's almost like, you know, demoting like your wife to like friend status is how a lot of people hear it. But at least kind of in the circles we're in. Um, but the I think the thing in that that is true is there is a companionship that it's there. And that's very real and it's very deep. And it's, um, and even like when you're dating, there's a companionship um, that's, you know, best friend is not the right word for it, but just, but the companionship is a real thing. Yeah, that was, that's exactly right. It, it was definitely like um, the way that I looked at him was, was so different. Um, but just knowing like he was there for me kind of no matter what, like I knew he was kind of just going to be there for me. And so, um, yeah, not that my best friend wasn't, but it was just, yeah, it was just different. It was just different. I'm going to tell her you said that. To say. You said that she's not going to be there for you. <laughs> Stop. How often did you talk and see each other when you were dating? We definitely would talk every day if... Um, if not like talk on the phone or in person, it was like through text or something. We would text like, it felt like all day, every day we were texting. Yeah. Much. But then when we would talk on the phone, I don't think we did every day, but no. probably a few times a week. And then we would, but the other thing is we were seeing each other. It was already scheduled in mm -hmm. like, cause we were, um, like the worship team, we were seeing each other on Sunday at church during there'd be a midweek practice. We'd see each other. We'd usually meet up at least once or twice during the mm -hmm. week. Yeah. So there were definitely a few times of actually seeing each other face to face that we were able to kind of count on those. Cause we, you know, knew we had breaks in our class and our day and stuff. So, and we both were trying to, I mean, aside from like finals week where everybody's cramming and stuff, like just whatever time we had free, we would spend together. So forgot to ask this earlier, but you guys had known each other for forever. Same group, same church. Yeah. All of that. How did the people around you respond when you finally became an item? Hmm. I think a lot of them were like, well, it's about time. <laughs> um, our friend that had, you know, kind of, kind of like planted those ideas for him, like for him to ask me to prom. Um, I was actually living with their family at, at a, a lot of my time in college. And so, I mean, I don't have to even say, like she was so excited. She was head over heels, like just so excited. Um, and it was such a like... I don't know, because when I had dated a couple of different other people where like where I was looking to like maybe my sisters or my close friends to say, hey, like, what do you think about us together? The response was not like, not like, yes, I love it. Like it was kind of like, mm, I don't know, like, let's just kind of see. And then when Zach and I started dating and as we were dating, it was just like, oh, you guys are going to get married. Like, that's how everybody kind of, like, talked to us about it. Like, definitely my sisters and um, a few of our friends. Like, maybe didn't say it quite like that, but 
that was kind of like, oh, you guys are going to get married. <laughs> so, yeah. I can totally see that on. Maybe like, that was more the girls. That's more the girls. With <laughs> the, the My guy friends, it was, you know, it's a much simpler conversation. It's just like, oh, so you and Catherine are dating now. It's like, cool, bro. Good job. Nice. <laughs> We kind of touched on this, but maybe you can go a little bit more in depth, um, especially speaking on to how your relationship progressed as you got closer to engagement. But were most of your conversations just fun and casual or were they deep conversations talking about mm-hmm. like beliefs and yeah. that, those kinds of things? There was definitely a lot of those conversations and um, I was in a very different place from him theologically as far as just like, I mean, I kind of grew up, I mean, we grew up in the same church, but I was honestly not, I, I didn't know a lot of theology. Like I didn't, or, you know, everybody kind of has that, whether they know it or not. But my theology, I think, was really kind of off base. And, um, you know, there were uh, a lot of our friends that were kind of in the same boat with a lot of that. And so I, I think I didn't really think about it very much until he started kind of asking me some questions about things he was reading and was, you know, kind of bringing things up. And so we had a lot of good conversation about, okay, like, what do you think about this, you know, this aspect of God or, um, this belief, um, what would you do, you know, like what, what would you see in the future, et cetera, et cetera. Just, I think it, it really kind of helped us to kind of learn what we believed together as we were kind of growing together as a couple. And then like, I, I mean, my, my beliefs changed a lot, um, throughout that process of, it was kind of just like, oh, well, I've, I've kind of believed that all along I didn't know there was a name for it that kind of thing but then there were some other things where it was like okay I've been thinking incorrectly about this so I'd like to you know kind of change that and a lot of that was sparked because of he was doing a ton of reading and bringing it up to me and I think that was just super helpful yeah and I was um I was very much on a journey even like when we started dating, I was not firmly set like, okay, here's everything I believe. It was, okay, I, I, we've come from this sort of church background, but I'm getting into all of this, you know, reform theology, and that was all brand new to me. And it's just seeing the, the, the power and the consistency, and then also seeing a lot of the practical, um, 
the practical implications where, you know, oh, okay, why things are going haywire, like in our, uh, like, you know, campus ministry group, like what is going on here? Um, where is this coming from? Okay, well, yeah, when you hold to like these certain beliefs, like things go kind of haywire. And so a lot of those conversations were, a lot of it was us processing together through, um, there was like real, it wasn't just abstract. There was like real world. Like when you go to a, when you go to like a campus event and everyone and you're like share that you have struggles or you're, you know, not sure why your, you know, campus group isn't seeing results that you thought you would. And then everyone in the room, you know, lays hands on you and someone asks, oh, have you received the Holy Spirit yet? And then they start praying over you in tongues. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, like this is weird. And then they pray a prophecy over you and it doesn't come true. And then you're like, okay, well, what on earth? Like, what do I think about that? <laughs> like, where did, where did this go wrong? Um, so some of it, you know, we were having experiences separately, like in, cause in our different groups and then also together, um, in different places where it's like, okay, well, what, you know, what do we think about this? And then I have a lot more free time than she does. And so I'm listening to podcasts and YouTube videos, which is the worst way to learn theology, by the way, just read actual books because you'll be a lot more stable, a lot more quickly, but that's not what I was doing. <laughs> um, a lot of that growing together for us happened because we were, there was real world stuff happening that was causing those issues to come up. And then we were talking about it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like there was a just, I mean, yeah, there was just so many different things that were happening. Um, a lot of it, like I mentioned before, a lot of it was like with my family um, and just kind of going through some some of the process of like with my parents' divorce and all of that. And so it, like I had a lot of fears about, honestly, about dating and getting married Um and committing to that because it was just really scary seeing like what my parents had gone through and you know being afraid like well like what if that happens to me you know I don't want that to happen to me so it would just be easier to not get married right <laughs> um and I think with time um you know he was able to kind of speak to that a bit because um you know, I, I shared those fears with him and then, you know, he gently reminded me, you know, he's not the same as my dad. Um, and I don't know, that was just enough. <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of kept working through a lot of those things together and, um, and that was a long process. That was a long process. There was a lot of reassuring that you did. <laughs> so, yeah. How was physical intimacy handled during your dating relationship? We had a rule. I think we always followed it. Maybe, maybe, there might be a time we didn't follow it. But 
of just not being alone mm-hmm. together, like in private. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in public, you know, in a park or whatever, it's different, but right. you know, just not being, you know, we weren't ever in the same house together alone with no one else in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, there were, yeah, there were times when like, you know, we'd be, there'd be someone else in the house, but we were in a room with the door closed, mm-hmm. you know, watching a movie. Yeah. Which in um, hindsight was not a great was not wise. idea. Um, but you know, still, I think that that really helped us a lot just because of having that, like we both had a very clear boundary of, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to cross this. And, um, I think that was just super helpful for both of us. Did you set any other kinds of boundaries, whether they be emotional, spiritual, if so, what were they? If not, how would you have done it differently? It didn't really feel like a boundary at the time, but in hindsight, I guess it was, um, just like financially. So she was working like, <laughs> like three jobs, putting herself through school. Um, I, I wasn't really making money. I mean, I was just like working part-time for a little over minimum wage. So it's not like I had money I could have given her, but I know we didn't really like she, (laughs) she had this car. It was a PT cruiser. That was just this money pit where (laughs) there was just so much. It just kept having problems and breaking and going wrong. I, I never offered to pay like to fix her car. I don't know that I could have afforded it even if I had. It was a junker. But um, but you know, I never I kind of remember I I'm thinking back. I kind of remember that felt like a boundary of like okay, it wouldn't really be appropriate for me to like spend like big money like like needs, like pay for her needs. Mm-hmm. Um, until at least we're engaged. And then when, once we were engaged and we're, we have a date set for the marriage, then that's different because we're planning and starting to combine resources. But, um, it, it changed at that point. But before that, while we were dating, yeah, there was a financial boundary where it just had, and I don't think we ever even talked about it or anything. It just never came up. You never expected that from me. No, I didn't. And yeah, Yeah. I think it would have made things kind of (laughs) weird. Probably looking at it now, it probably would have made me feel somewhat indebted. Like if I just bought you a car and then would you feel like you might like that would influence your whether you would question whether or not. Now I have to marry you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, am I really choosing him like because I like him or is it because... You bought me this car. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of a side note. Some other people that I interviewed had said how important it was for the girl to feel like she's choosing mm-hmm. him. Um, and there was even like some conversations that so the other couples had where it was like, you don't have to marry me. I said that to her the night before our wedding. Yeah, you, yeah, it was. I mean, unbelievably stressful. The like the night, the day before our wedding, and I mean, I think I came to him crying because I was just like, I don't, I 
don't know how, how I'm going to get everything done. And I just feel really stressed out with all of everything, just everything, just trying to, I don't know, just the change of it all. And I don't know, there's a lot of emotions that come with weddings that you don't expect when you're getting married. You think it should all be happy and excited, but there is some, there is some sadness. Like, like, I don't know. I think I was kind of, it sounds there's, weird, there's... but like almost like mourning than like being single. I know it sounds weird, but well, there's the tremendous stress of just like planning a big event. Yes. On top of that, there's the stress of, you know, that your life will be changed forever. Yes. Like, one way or another, your life will be changed forever. Like after that day, um, and because that, of your choice, because of your choice, <laughs> and there's you can't, you can't undo it, right? You know, you can even if like the marriage falls apart or whatever, it's still you still it still happened. Yes. Um. And so I remember you were so stressed out, and I, I said like you know we can call, and I was I meant it too, you know we can call it all off right now, like if that's what you want. Yeah. And I didn't want to. I I wanted to marry you, and so that that did give a lot of peace to just know like you were not putting pressure on me, <laughs> as opposed to like in the very beginning where I felt like you had already decided you were going to marry me, and I was just like, I'm not. I don't know. Like I'm dating you to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and he it the whole time we were dating, it felt like he knew already he wanted to marry me and I didn't know for sure and I was right in these bodies we will live in these bodies we will die and where you invest your love you invest your life How involved were your parents in your dating relationship? They were pretty hands off. Um, we, part of our, it wasn't really until our, I mean, I talked to my mom and dad about, you know, different things, you know, but really not that often. Um, but then we didn't really seriously talk to them about like the our relationship, I think until our premarital mentoring, because that was, one of the assignments was here's a list of questions. Talk talk to you, all your parents, which was actually a really good exercise mm -hmm. uh, to do. But yeah, I, I don't think our parents were were super involved. Either of our parents were super involved. No, they were not. No, we had some we had some mentors in our life that um, you know that both of us really respected and so they, they they were a little more i think i mean they're they're yeah, not parents true. but you know we had mentors that were a little bit more they wanted involved to be our parents. they wanted to be our parents and in some ways did act in that role um but yeah our our parents did not really weren't involved until the wedding started pl getting planned and then everyone has opinions about things. <laughs> really? Uh, Do you wish that they had been more involved? No, I think it was, 
I think it was fine. I think it was it was healthy for us to just have space to. Um, I think just to figure out what what we were as a couple and how we were, and to not feel like we had to put on any kind of image for anybody else was really helpful um, because. You know, sometimes it's like when you're in front of somebody else and you're just, you want to, you want to show them you're doing a good job, um, where there wasn't really that pressure and that was really healthy. That was really healthy, I think. Yeah, and we're probably the biggest in, involvement was, uh, we did, we were seeing each other's parents on holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big one. Even. Which, as a side note, <laughs> do not try especially when there is like divorced people and then other just multiple multiple holidays people to see on the holidays all in different locations in different cities don't plan to see them all on the same day just a side note i'm going to disagree plan on doing that once so that you know why not to do that How did you both discover that the other one was the one you wanted to marry? I think for me, it was just a long process of building trust with him and kind of realizing, you know, getting to a point where I was looking to the future. And, you know, for for a long time, I think I held on to this dream of like, oh, I want to go travel and I want to do this and that uh, by myself. You can't come, you know. <laughs> I'd say to him <laughs> and he would just joke at me you know and just make fun of that forever and I was just like no 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 I'm gonna do it and and then finally when I kind of got when we I don't know we had been dating for I think maybe two years at this point and I think we were dating for three years not four um but anyway yeah I I think it came to a point where I was visualizing the future and like, what would that look like? All the, you know, cause you're kind of getting through college and then it's like, okay, what's next? Like, what decisions are you going to make? And they're going to be based on like what you want to do with your life. And so I think I had a hard time seeing my life without him. And we had become so aligned in what we believed and what we wanted and how we wanted to build a family. And um, I think all of those things. It was it was a combination of time and just building trust and seeing, you know, that vision for the future kind of very aligned um, was really, like, aside from, like, the growing attraction, obviously, like, that was just kind of a part of it um, for me, so. So it's funny. I'm thinking about this right now because um, that's a good question. That's a good uh, question. And that was actually, there was a question like that in our premarital mentoring to ask our parents, like, okay, like, when did you know? It was something similar to that, you know, how, or how did you know? And that was, I remember around that time, she and I were having conversations where, and she was kind of stressed out and, and, um, about the question of like, well, why me? Like, why do you like me? Like, why? And I'm, I couldn't, I didn't know how to answer her. It's just because well, I do like, <laughs> what's, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why? Well, just, I do. And when 
we talked to my parents up through the marital mentoring uh, questions and there came to that. Like my mom, I remember she had the answer of, she was like, like, oh, she was kind of surprised by the question of like, how do you know? And she's like, you just know, like, you just, you just, you just know, like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I, I guess I take after my mom in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> not that that's like always the right answer, but that's been true for me, um, in my experience of just, I just, I just knew. Hmm. And after she said no, the second time I thought I didn't know, <laughs> but really yeah. I knew the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I didn't know. I think until probably. Um, it was definitely like that last year of our, um, our time dating where, and he said this to me cause at, at the end it was like, I was kind of like, are you going to ask me or what? Like, are you going to ask me and marry you or what? Come on, you're going to ask me. And he was finally like, I'm not going to ask you until I know you're going to say yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fair. I stand by that. <laughs> yeah. You're a wise man. I didn't buy a ring until I knew she was going to say yes. And then I was going to wait. But then once I had the ring, I was like, well, what's the point of waiting? I already have the ring. So yeah, I think I waited like two days after I got the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you propose? How did I propose? Um, I, do you I kind of don't, don't remember. I met you after work. Oh so I was working you, at you Dairy Queen. You got off work at the Dairy Queen. I worked were, at Dairy Queen. You were all sweaty and covered in ice yep, cream. I was covered in ice cream and all sticky. It was a summer night. And it was all sweaty and sticky. We, we went, for a, just we went for a walk by the river. Yeah, was, our town had, had this lovely river walk that was lit at night and so we walked down there mm -hmm. i think we both were hoping we wouldn't get caught by the police <laughs> because the park was closed out down there anyway yeah and so yes we went for a walk and he started talking to me about all of this like romantical things you know i don't know i can't remember even what you said I don't but remember either. it was just like well, you know, started out, you know, how's your day? And then kind of moved on to like, yeah, I just, I really, I love just like spending time with you. And, and then we come to a point and he gets down on his knee and he pulls out a, a jewelry box 
and I'm she, like, oh my gosh, like and then you what? Didn't, you didn't believe it I was, was like, real. No, this isn't real. This you were isn't like, real. No, stop. And you started walking. <laughs> yeah, away. I started walking. You started away. walking away. I was like, this isn't real. And come to find out, it wasn't real. He had <laughs> he had tricked me because he had some. What, I don't even remember what it was in the box, but you you had like a box, and it was not a ring in it. It was a jewelry box with a not jewelry item in the box. Oh, wow. I don't remember that. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Does that sound like me? Yes. And so then I was like, oh, well, this is. fiancés. No. <laughs> Stop. And so then we keep walking and I was like kind of mad because I was just like, I thought you were really going to ask me. This is such a letdown. I thought for sure. And then. And then he like he like catches up to me and he stopped me and he gets down on his knee again and he had the box with the the ring in it and so then he asked me and I was like I think still really shocked because he just pulled this mean prank on me. <laughs> was it a, was it a different box? Did I have it was two different, different boxes? You did. You had think, two different boxes. I think I remember. I didn't plan on doing that, but then somehow. For some reason, I had another jewelry box. Just by happenstance, I found there was a second jewelry box I found, and I thought it'd be funny, and it was hilarious. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't hilarious then. I was actually, I was actually really mad. <laughs> but so, she still said yes. But then I said yes, and it was really, really exciting and happy and. I don't know. I think we were both pretty over the moon. Mm hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I, it was the sort of thing as I was like planning it, it was like, oh, you know, you see the movies and stuff, which, oh, it's got to be really special and you have to do all this stuff. And then I started like thinking along the, down those lines. And after a little bit, I'm like, this is exhausting. And all I've done is thinking about it. I'm just going to meet her after work and ask her to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was nice because it was a pretty, like, walk at it was, night. It was perfect. By a river. It didn't have to be anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you knew. It was the sort of thing you, we would have done anyway. You like, knew we, me. Like, mm -hmm. you didn't, you knew I wasn't going to be like, oh, you didn't plan some huge party for me. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't, that wasn't. So, yeah, he was, he was very and, good. And, at, like, meeting to go for a walk after she got off work. That's the sort of thing we would have just done mm -hmm. anyway to hang out. Yeah. How did you spend the time between engagement and marriage? We, you were finishing up school. I was finishing school. school and studying for my boards. And I, then I also started working mm, nights. I had already graduated and I was, I was actually driving. <laughs> I was just the job I could find after I got out of school. I was driving, <laughs> um, like an hour one way for a part-time job um, at a bank. And I did that for, I did that for three months and then I got transferred somewhere closer. So I was kind of bouncing around to different jobs, like kind of like that where it's like, well, yeah, it's better than nothing, but this isn't really using my degree. This isn't really a good career for me. And then it was just like a month before uh, well, it was like two months before we got married, I got an actual big boy accounting job that was with a company that it didn't actually work out. And so I trained with them for six weeks or 
it might have only been four weeks and it wasn't a good it was just not a good fit and then i ended up getting a different accounting job with a little cpa firm uh, not far from where we lived and that was actually like okay i can actually start a career here and that was like a month before the wedding yeah <laughs> i was having some some doubts of just like what why is he doing this why are you turning down these jobs but i'm thankful that he did because he found just a good fit and that i mean thinking about it like looking at as a new spouse having having like your new husband be so dissatisfied with his job because you just didn't want him to <laughs> quit like no i'm glad you did yeah so then she started working so yeah so like, then i started working um er <laughs> in a busy downtown hospital um in a big city close by and so i was working nights and that was pretty tough for us to see each other because i was also um driving about 45 minutes to an hour um one way and just you know all of the things that come with working nights it just throws everything off <laughs> you know uh somebody asks you to meet him for coffee at 11 and it's like no that's like the middle of my sleeping <laughs> i can't sorry <laughs> so that definitely made it harder i think that was i mean that was the the last i think three three or four months mm -hmm. before we were married was i was working nights and you were working um at your job and then we were just kind of i don't know felt like we were just kind of putting our heads down just getting going and you know seeing each other when we could and still trying to keep in touch as much as possible and not freak out about <laughs> wedding stuff because you know it's supposed to be it's supposed to be fun but it's actually really stressful so yeah and it also in in that time we we bought a car and it was it was a weird adjustment going from making no money to making actual like a lot of real money. real people money yeah <laughs> yeah um, that happened all not, of a sudden. not even like it wasn't even like crazy big money it was just it was just like real money you could actually live on yeah because up till then we were both we were living with you know other people while we were going to school mm -hmm. like i was living with with my mom and dad still mm -hmm. um then suddenly we're we have like two incomes between us yeah how long were you guys engaged and why that length of time so we got we got engaged august 7th of 2014 and then we got married in may of 2015 so what is that like seven no nine, months. nine months um so yeah i definitely wouldn't have had it be any longer it probably was too long <laughs> well we want we wanted a spring wedding and in michigan before may it's really sketchy to do an outdoor wedding yeah um yeah and honestly we went really as cheap as we could go with everything we went as cheap as we could go <laughs> and it was like okay outside okay okay outside and we're not gonna do a meal and we're, gonna we're just gonna do hors d'oeuvres <laughs> and cupcakes but honestly it was it was it was just nice. right for us you know but and we had some 
friends who were very generous. Very and, generous. And um, donating a lot of that to us. Mm-hmm. Which like we, we really had no money. So it was just kind of Yeah, like... we had like just started working for real mm-hmm. like two months before the wedding started. Were there any obstacles that you had to overcome before you could get married? And how did you overcome them? She was, and she, you talked about this a little bit ago. Um, she was very unsure, um, even of, and I don't know that it's, you were unsure of me. It's more, you were just unsure of like marriage, unsure of like any sort of relationship. Mm. Um, and I think the way we overcame that was just, it was just time and patience and not, um, you know, I really, <laughs> I mean, you knew that I like wanted to marry you sooner. I don't know financially how that would have even worked. It, it really wouldn't have, um, but I wanted to, and I had kind of a Pollyanna can do attitude about it. Oh yeah, I'll be fine. You know, whatever. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that was reassuring or not to you, but, um, it was really just time and patience. And we, as we grew together, there was just, you know, the, the doubts and the uncertainty just kind of melted away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely, it, it helped a lot to know that you were willing to wait until, the timing was right and until I was ready. Um, it just, there wasn't like the pressure of, well, if we don't get married by, you know, this amount of time, like I'm out <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, I'm just, yeah, that was, that was huge for just helping me to trust that you had my best interest in mind. And also that, um, you wanted it to be uh, like when I was ready. So in hindsight, what are some ways you would have handled the dating phase of your relationship differently? So I think that probably like in dating, like the physical aspect of it, it was, it was hard because like, you know, it just was, Um, and I think having a lot of rules we kind of found was like, okay, well, this is kind of just smothery, (laughs) um, and sort of unhelpful, but I do think, uh, just being a, being flexible and, you know, okay, right now we need to not do this or that or whatever. And so that was helpful to just kind of as we needed to kind of correct. So would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Um, sometimes you, you get into like the frog and toad with the cookies. Like when you have rules, it's like, well, we can just put the cookies in a box. Oh, but we can open the box. Okay. Well, let's put the box on top of the ladder. Oh, but we can climb the ladder, you know? (laughs) So rules are only as effective as like, your the heart behind like your desire and your willpower to actually um follow like what the rule is trying to protect Mm -hmm. um but yeah there there were definitely times where 
like we we crossed some lines you know thankfully we never crossed into like fornication but you know there were times where it's like okay that was kind of too much and so let's kind of reevaluate and back mm -hmm. up and so that we don't fall into that sin mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think i think we were very much on the same page with like we don't want that to be what mm -hmm. this is we want to like have this honor the lord and we want to have it be something that we can look back on and you know just be thankful that it it was not it was not sinful you know and strength therefore I will not be afraid though the mountains give way and fall into the sea he will come and rescue me what have you heard about the modern dating landscape for christians um or, or what have you even what have you seen in the modern dating landscape for christians it sounds really rough <laughs> it sounds super rough and all of the young women i've talked to have said you know it's just really hard to find a guy um you know, maybe meets their standards. Um, I wonder if sometimes the standards are, this is going to sound bad, but like if the standards are maybe a little too uh, high. <laughs> um, and I don't mean that in like a way, like a derogatory way, but like Zach was not the same person when I started dating him. Like when we started dating as when we got married. And the same is true, you know, when we got married, like he's a, like, he's the same person, but, um, just that change and that growth can happen just in huge leaps and bounds and not a very, even a very big span of time. So I think sometimes, um, I don't know, it's good to trust your gut. Like if you're not like into somebody, <laughs> but if there's you know, if you really want to be married, like, I think a lot of times it can be, it can, I don't know, I'm going to say this probably poorly, but it can be easy to just say, hey, I want this, 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 and this. And then if that's not present in somebody, then it's like, okay, well, no, but I was doing that to him like I was doing that in my head of him for like years like <laughs> and like before we were even thinking about getting married or anything like that before we were dating I was just like eh, I don't I don't I don't think like he doesn't hit this box or that box but it's just like I don't know as time has gone on it's that like that has changed so much yeah and you know in a similar way um you know she's 
different in so many ways than when we started dating and since we got married too um there's just a lot more um well and and i guess the thing that that hasn't changed is from the beginning we were both kind of broadly going in the same direction we had kind of a broad idea of like well kind of this is these are the sorts of things we like this is sort of lifestyle we like this is you know kind of what we think for a family um we're on the same page how 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 do you do any of that no clue are we ever going to get there can we ever get there no idea Mm -hmm. but just broadly that's the direction like we want to move and with that it really enabled us both to to grow and to change and to um you know really become more fit like for that vision mm-hmm. and even back at the time i don't know that i would have called it a vision because that sounds really formal it was not something formal it was just bits and pieces in the conversations we were having where we just knew that we we valued a lot of the same things and we were moving in the same direction but yeah as far as like like currently for people who are like dating now it does seem like it's just gotten so much harder and and maybe part of that is just like technology and like a lot of a lot of you know like friendships are not as much like in person and that was a huge portion of our dating time was we were in person seeing each other talking as often as we could trying to make as much time as we could to in person be with each other and some and maybe that was partly just like it was convenient because we were both in school at the same time and we had you know the availability to do that but not everyone has that either so i know that like that could just be yeah that might that might be a factor just like um yeah Sorry. Mo- <laughs> Sorry. Mo- most of what i've heard <laughs> most of what i've heard about the modern like dating market even like for christians is it's really bad <laughs> kind of like this weird meat grinder effect um of you know there's a lot of a lot of single girls and a lot of single guys and there's yeah. just for whatever reason, like the attraction's not there, the compatibility's not there. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know, you know, there's a, there's all these reasons people theorize about, well, why is this happening? And so I, I don't know, but it seems like it is really hard. And we have, we do know, you know, several people who have met like their spouse online, mm-hmm. but I think most if not all it's from a website and it was it was back before like the apps were really big but when you went to a dating website not a dating app um, and so the technology has just changed so much about how any of that works anymore that and i'm not tuned into it obviously um but from everything i've heard it's it's just pretty hard out there any ideas on what do you think needs to change on like a broader scale to fix some of these issues? You know, I think we're, we're in a culture that, um, 
it really wants to demoralize men and puff up women mm -hmm. and puff up their egos. And when you have that happening, you're going to have a mismatch because like you're not going to have attraction on just the broad scale, like the broad majority of people. Um, if that's where the trend is, then yeah, like men are not going to be, um, they're not going to know how to be attractive to women and the women are not going to be attractive to men. Um, so I think there's a, just a lot of cultural things that right now as a culture, we're learning the hard way. And I hope that, you know, 20 years from now we'll have learned a lot of these lessons and it won't be an issue. Hopefully it only takes that long and not longer. I think it's, um, especially just with, you know, this, our culture has this desire to, you know, we can look up the weather and we can see right now what it is in, you know, anywhere in the world. You can um, look and see where your um, friends are eating because they checked in somewhere or whatever. Like you can, you can look and see anywhere, anything right now. And I think a lot of times, like just that instant, like, oh, I want to know right now that like that desire to know right now, like, is this the person for me? Um, it's just, it doesn't work that way. I think a lot of times it does take time. And I think at least for us, like time and patience. Um, and so, um, you know, even if it's like, okay, you meet someone and it's like, well, maybe, you know, um, maybe not even like crossing them off all the way just like, you know, giving it a chance because like I said, like people change, they do change over time. Um, and it's just kind of a matter of, I don't know. It's not, it's not that everyone with time is going to be the right one, you know, but like, it's just, I think a lot of it can, a lot of uh, like questions can be answered with time and just kind of waiting. So what advice do you have for single men? Don't do things for the approval of, of women, especially don't do things even just for the approval of, of people. Um, do things for God's approval, have some ambition, have a, think of something you think is worthwhile. Think of something that you would like to do before you die. And you would think about what your legacy will be and start, start to just take steps toward that. Um, there's an irony where as you, but if you do it for, you know, <laughs> to get a girlfriend or to the, get the approval of, of a woman, it, it doesn't actually work because you're still just doing something different for approval. You need to be seeking God's approval. You need to seek the approval of your own conscience and, and being true to, you know, who God has made you and, uh, think about something great that would be really hard 
and how you can take little steps today toward that. And what advice do you have for single women? Don't stop praying for what you want. You know, God gives us those desires and they're good desires to be married and, you know, just praying for a spouse and asking God to bring that person into your life. Um, but also, you know, praying for contentedness in just whatever circumstance he has you in because, you know, it doesn't, we're not guaranteed a spouse, but, but I think that, you know, God gives us those desires and he does, um, love to give us, you know, good things. And, um, I think kind of even similar is just, don't just sit around and wait for a husband, <laughs> you know, because, um, I think the habits that you build in your life before you're married do carry into your marriage. And so if you're lazy, like, you know, it's hard work, like running a household and building a family and, um, you know, those are things that are good and you should desire to, um, you know, just start building your house now as, as much as you can. And what that could look like is, you know, pouring into other young women or, you know, um, you know, picking like, okay, for example, like if you want to become really good at baking, like just as an example, just, just start doing something to be able to bless your household and your, your husband and your family, you know, in the future. Um, and even if, even if the Lord does not bring a spouse, like that can be something to still bless others around you. 